and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? Ever. Available on six platforms. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. everybody welcome to wordsville music speaks podcast i'm your professional handicap host james cox and i know my voice sounds like skeeter from the muppets and on the other end you will hear my co-host who is the loudest guy only in the room when he plays the drums i messed that up but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go the podcast is in a sensation and quite possibly the sexiest voice in the all over the internet radio my friend, you yours, probably. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Dude, it has been a busy day. Really? Okay. But this is this is the most relaxed I've been all day. So good, good. Excited to talk about music. Yeah. Um, and movies, and uh, this this is gonna be good. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's always fun to talk about music, and I hope that you will get relaxed because we have a great great show for y'all today um yep. but i want to know what you've been up to today man oh man so work has been slow since this whole thing started <sighs> uh but you know it's picked back up within the last week or so and today yeah. has been just like just like the old days where it was super busy and i was running around and then i blink and it's time to go to lunch you know <laughs> yeah um i uh, i've been busy Today at work, though, I had a busy weekend. Um, get, it's, this is music related. We're getting uh, so my, my wife is working from home, and there's a uh, room that we have dedicated as to being a music room um, from the get go. Uh, as soon as we saw the house, we decided we wanted it. You know, we saw one room, and it was like, "This needs to be your music room." Now I'm going to have a drum shed uh eventually we've got a shed in the backyard that i will convert into a little drum studio and maybe i can start making some uh covers again some drum covers for youtube so but we're what we wanted to get Allie's office done um so she could use that as an office and a music room so right right been doing a lot of work with that um i meant to send you some photos i forgot to take them yeah keep you updated on it yeah that's great um but uh yeah i've been busy with that how about you man so so your drum studio is gonna be outside the house yeah, oh, yeah nice. which will I, benefit everyone. I, I, I guess Allie would love that, huh? Yeah. yeah totally she's, a, she's a trooper, though. She, uh, when, uh, so when we first got married, I didn't have anywhere to set my drums up. Right. Um, and then, you know, we moved behind my mom. I was able to keep my drums at my mom's house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, was able to go play over there. And she said she could, she could still hear me, but it wouldn't bother her. Right. So she's a real trooper with that, and she's been real supportive of wanting to put that little drum shed together, even whenever I've been like, I don't know, maybe we don't need to do that. She's been like, no, you need to do it. And I'm like, I don't know. We Maybe we can just use it as a normal shed. And she's like, put your drums in there. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So, all right. You're like, why not? Um, yeah. we're, I'll, fine, I'll do it. So we're, you know, she's, I, I think it would be fun, though, um, where I can play again, you know, just sit down and play for a while. I haven't been able to do that in a long time. Right. Um, I miss doing drum covers. I used to do them all the time. Um, I want to make them a little more legit this time with, you know, actual drum mics and, and everything. Cool. I'm going to have some help with that and uh, want to get some, you know, everything soundproof. It's already pretty much soundproof because it's a cinder block shed. Right. So I don't think it'll take a whole lot. That's good. Uh, but yeah, man, once that's up and running, I'll, uh, I'll have to keep you posted on that as well. All right, cool. Well, I had some. I, I had human interaction today. Well, not today. Okay. Uh, yesterday, because two of my very good friends came over yesterday, and we just ha- ha- hung out and watched WWE wrestling. Nice. Uh, so it was a good time. Um, 
Both yeah. of my friends that came over hasn't seen anybody or hasn't been out of house since it started. So they're like, hey, right. what are you doing? You know, what what are you doing? Uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's always... So it's nice to get that house and do something, especially nowadays, you know, because who knows when this, when this yeah. life will be over. Although I hear that, uh, the world is, is healing pretty fast now. So yeah, it would be yeah. over. And I just got, and I just got a notification saying that Georgia or Atlanta or something, something with Georgia, they're opening up the economy right now. So good, things look good okay. deal. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, South Carolina will, you know. Yeah, man. I need to go back to the restaurant service, you know, because I, you know, because I work at David Buster's. So right. So it was fun for fun for me to work there. So yeah. Yeah, man. I remember. Um, I remember coming to David Buster's a few times while you were there. Yeah, I thought yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm ready to. I'm ready to go back. Yeah. I miss that place. I love it. Um, I miss the gym. I'm ready for the gym to open up. Yeah, man. I man, man. I lost all my all my gains. And, uh, dude, I feel like I'm getting <clears throat> so sad. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, I know, right? And it's so hard uh, too, because when you're at home, you're like, okay, well, I, I, I got equipment here. What am I gonna do with it? You know? And mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do nothing besides watch movies and stuff. So, so, so that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Even though I should be working out, because I got a lot of stuff here. I can, you know, I can use to work out with. But anyway, um, yeah. it'll be okay, you know, because. Because uh, when the gym opens up, you feel you'll, you'll feel a lot better, you know, going somewhere. Yeah, finally, and working it's out. It's just uh, it's so hard for me to work out from home. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Allie's been really good with that. I am not as good with it. Oh, so she don't motivate. I don't feel you? as motivated. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just she, don't feel as motivated. Well, why doesn't she? Why doesn't she motivate you? you come on, baby, let's go she, work out. You know, right? And uh, we've talked about it a few times. I, I think. Early in the morning, it's easier for me to get up to physically go somewhere else to work out. Because, right. you know, I used to get up at like 5 o'clock every morning and go to the gym, and I had no problem with it. But to tell myself to get up at 6 o'clock just to go into the living room and try to do some workouts, I, I don't know. It's a lot harder. Um, and she's able to kind of work out throughout the day, kind of in the midst of working from home. So it, it's a little bit easier for her. Not as easy for me, but, you know, before long, everything will be better. Things will blow over. Yeah. Things will be back to normal. I'll be able to go back to the gym, uh, oh, go yeah. back to church like normal. Kind of miss getting together with everyone from church. Online services have been fun. Um, recordings throughout the week has been fun. But, you know, it, it's, it's still different whenever you can actually play in front of people, you know? Oh, yeah. So. yeah, it's a different, different uh, feeling, you know? So, um, like we'll I said, get there. yeah, yeah. All right. So, like I said, this uh, this is a very good uh, episode today. Uh, we are doing mu- movies with hit songs in them. Uh, now, movies yeah. and music go hand in hand together because if you have a good movie, good 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 movie without without good music, it doesn't make that movie more feel more. Uh, um, what am I trying? To, Better, I guess, what you're trying to say. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, uh, I think that music is very essential to movies and life. Um, yeah, like, yeah. The, and, and just trying to get the point across for whatever statement you're making with the movie. Um, there's a song that can really set a tone. Yeah. Um, we've talked about music and emotions. Right. Um, and there's, there's a way that music is orchestrated for movies to. To uh, evoke those emotions with, uh, you know what I mean, like a scary movie, and they do them in minor chords, and it's eerie sounding or whatever, or something supposed to be pleasant, so they do it in major chords and um, different arrangements, and you know, even uh, I've noticed something with uh, watching these video breakdowns of like Star Wars movies and Marvel movies, um, they'll take theme songs of like, like Star Wars is known for this a good bit. So Star Wars will have a certain theme to go with something that people know it's the theme of this or whatever. Right. Well, it may be played in a minor key. So there are prequel movies and a lot of stuff that 
they're building up the story for Darth Vader or whatever, but he's a kid, right? So he hasn't made his transition in Darth Vader yet. So there's there's been moments where they've played the Imperial March in a major key that is, you know, he's not quite Darth Vader there yet. The theme is still there, but he hasn't made that transition. Therefore, putting it in a minor key wouldn't be right because he's not evil yet. And uh, it's it's just really neat. It's, It's crazy how music can be flipped around so much. Right. Uh, the movie that we were going to talk about today has nothing to do with any horror horror uh, um, movies, although right. they do have some great, great music in them, yes. mostly scores, because I don't know if you can incorporate music with lyrics in horror movies, you know. Yeah. I mean, they tried to, <laughs> they tried to do that with Alice Cooper, because um, his, his, yeah. his uh, uh, song was in one of the Jason, you know, the thirteen movies, and that yeah. worked, but it's not really. It's not really. Uh, it it doesn't make make more, make any sense other than these movies we were talking about today. Right. So the first movie we're going to talk about is um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, now there's been many many renditions of it from the Fox the, from the Disney movie, which incorporates the Fox as Robin Hood. You had, um, I think Gerard Butler as one, or is that the, or or, or was that Russ Crowe? Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. They're too similar to me, Russell Crowe and uh, Gerard Butler. I get them confused. Yeah, but uh, this yeah, time, I yeah, I know. Right. So this time we're talking about the Robin Hood that Kevin Costner plays. This is a fantastic movie. It has uh, Morgan Freeman in it. And uh, the synopsis of it is um, after being captured by Turkish, by Turks during the Crusades, Robin and Azim, played by Morgan Freeman, escape back to England, um, and um, he vows um, to protect uh, May Marion from her brother, which who died when they were escaping. And um, Robin's Father was killed uh, with the sheriff of Don- Donningham's uh, um, guards and whatnot. So he's trying to bring, just bring back justice and steal from the rich, give to the poor, you know, that whole gimmick. Um, so the, the the song that that made, made made this movie a big hit was Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Williams. Oh, man. That's such a good song. And then, yeah, and, and, and this is a fantastic song. Um, it spent seven weeks at number one on the Billboard's Hot 191. That was a long time ago, man. Nah, I know. Jeez. I don't know if you were even born in, were, were you? This was probably, I was born in 91, okay. so this was, but I was, I was born in December of 91, I so this, this is probably before my time. Yeah, I'm not sure which, what, what month this came out of, but, uh, this one is a fantastic, this is one of my favorite Robin Hood, well, my only favorite Robin Hood is because the other, the other Robin Hoods I watched didn't make much sense, really. Didn't didn't have that didn't have that feeling. Um, yeah. But the, but when the song hit, um, in, in in the movie, the scene was when Robin Hood was sending Maid Marian back to um her home, home her her homestead because she came to his um the the woods to spend time with him. But he's like, um, you know, I'm, I I gotta send you back to you know to your um, house because here is gonna get kind of kind of wild and we're gonna do a lot of killing, so to speak, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, everything I do, I do it for you. Um, it's it's a fantastic song, and everybody should definitely. listen to that one. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. How about the next one? Yeah, um, so let's see here. Blaze of Glory by John John Bon Jovi. So uh, long known as the front man of his iconic 80s band, John Bon Jovi saw the biggest hit of his solo career with a power ballad about hyper-masculine bravery in the face of certain danger. But Blaze of Glory wasn't the song originally requested for this film. Um, so, uh, which, do you know, uh, which, uh, which other 1986 mega hit it was? 
I do not. Um, you don't? No. But, but this wasn't Young Guns 2, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Young Guns 2. Yeah. Um, so if, you don't, if you're not familiar with Young Guns 2, uh, Billy the Kid uh, and his gang are wanted by the law. And when Doc Skurlock and Chavez are captured, Billy has to save them. They escape and set south for Mexico. Let's hire a thief to catch one, uh, John S. Chisholm said. So he paid Pat Garrett, one of Billy's former partners, $1,000 for the killing of William H. Bonney, a.k.a. Billy the Kid. I've never seen this movie. Really? I, I, I've never seen it. Mm-mm. Okay, so let me tell you about it, because I have seen it many, yeah. many times. Okay, so yeah. you know the legend of Billy the Kid, right? Right, Where right. He escapes everybody, and, and, and no one can be able to kill him. So he's one of the most notorious people, gunsmen out there in the in the old west, you know, old west, and he runs yeah. with um, Doc. I'm not sure if um, that's um, uh, the same Doc that was in was with with a white or could be the same guy, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just about people trying to trying to get him and you know get that thousand dollars, you know. Right. And uh and you'll see all of the um he he makes the people that look that that come from look like, you know, look like uh, they don't know what they're doing cuz he makes it so look so easy getting away from them. Yeah. It's a fantastic film. Um it has, you know, Emilio Estevez plays Billy the Kid, which is great. Right. Um he's he's an excellent excellent um um actor. Uh, so yeah, Blaze of Glory was one of my favorite John Mon Jovi um, uh, songs. Up and I think that he did the whole album of it because I had a I had a cassette with cool. it said Young Guns Two on it, uh, featuring John yeah. Mon Jovi, and that and that whole album was his, you know, his songs. But I'm not sure which other songs they they. Tried to get for that that the uh, that movie, so yeah, yeah. I'll have to uh, I'll have to check that out. I've never uh, I've never seen that. Right, right. It's a great. It's a great film. Um, I have. Do you remember Boys to Men? Oh, do I remember Boys to Men? <laughs> oh yeah, and, then, and, and then, like I love nineties R and B. Right. Um. So Boys to Men is just a staple in that genre like so good yeah, just they, so good they made so many great songs but one song yeah and one movie worked so good together um i've never seen a movie but i heard this was a fantastic film uh have you ever heard of boomerang that starred eddie i have Murphy? not no okay no I, i've never seen that one either okay so uh, b- uh before boys and men had come to be a household name uh, they had a notable success with their debut record. Apparently, this was on it. Uh, but it was a ballad on the subject in a 1992 film starring a comic actor, which is Andy Murphy. And then, a virtually unknown yet, Halle Berry. They made a group oh, of yeah. bonafide music stars. Okay, so this song was End of the Road. And this song was mm-hmm. everywhere else besides the movie. I didn't even know that, that it was on the Boomerang uh, movie, but I couldn't go anywhere without not hearing End of the Road. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's was, awesome. Yeah, right. So it was great, great song. And the movie was Marcus, played by Eddie Murphy, is a yeah. successful advertising executive who woos and begs <laughs> women almost at will. So he's a, he's a player. Yeah. After the company merger, he finds his new boss, um, the the the, the Machine Jacqueline, and has treated him the exact same way. Uh, completely traumatized by this, uh, his work goes badly downhill. Uh, but then Jacqueline, the boss, uh, more quietly attractive assistant Angela, who has been dating Marcus, his best friend, shows herself oh. more than. A little concerned by his perilous state, so it's kind of about like a you know. I mean, I guess they have to show him up, you know. You're right. From what I read by that, definitely. Um. 
Yeah, man. There's so there's a guy uh, here at the shop that um he's in a the rebuild assembly. Uh, so he he his little station is right beside our office that I work in, and uh, he loves to blare some nineties R and B. Okay. So, but he's got a playlist on his phone, and it just plays the same songs over and over again. <laughs> So the, I hear this song at least two or three times a day. Two or three times, um, but I but I don't get sick of it. No, I don't get sick of it. No. It's good. I mean, there there's some there are certain songs that but yeah, you're like, okay, when is this song be going? Right. I have a few songs like that, and one of them is "Sweet Home Alabama." Oh no, no, no! It's a uh, free bird, free bird. I can go nice. the rest of my life without listening to that song, and I would do just fine in life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that song is not. It's not my favorite song ever, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next one. You want to take this oh, one? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take this one. This one's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Uh, so, eventually spending three weeks at number one, Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise became an instant classic when it appeared uh, in a true story of a former Marine uh, played by... Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Uh, it appeared in a true a true story of a former Marine um, who heads an inner city classroom. And the movie was Dangerous Minds. came out in 1995. Um, so a quick synopsis of this movie. Luann Johnson is an ex-Marine hired as a teacher in a high school uh, in a poor area of the city. She has recently separated from her husband. Her friend, also a teacher in the school, got the temporary job for her. After a terrible reception from the students, uh, she tries unconventional methods of teaching using karate, Bob Dylan lyrics, etc., uh, to gain the trust of the students. So this is another one, man. I'm going to have to check this out. Uh, very familiar with the song. I love the song. Um, I don't think Coolio had a whole lot of... I don't think he had very many hits after that. This is really the only one I could name, other than the, the Keenan and Kel uh, theme song. Um, this is... <laughs> This right. is the only Coolio song that I can name you, but it's so good. Right. Uh, I love Weird Al's parody of it. Um, yes, Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, and then there's a cover of this uh, for one of those Punk Goes 90s albums. Uh, the band Falling in Reverse did a cover of this, and it's really, really good. Okay. Yeah. But if you ask my sister-in-law what her thoughts on the cover of Gangsta's Paradise is that Fallen in Reverse did. She will tell you it's total crap and it oh, sounds no. like kids bop. Okay. But don't listen to her. <laughs> right. Right. She don't know what she's Great. talking about, right? Yeah. She don't know what she's talking about. I've actually it's seen kids bop. I've actually seen uh, Coolio perform this song with L V because he's the um, the chorus. Um I've seen this done on Howard Stern's um, YouTube channel. Oh yeah, and it sounds a lot better than the actual, um, you know, because Howard Stern uh, doesn't have any. I, I, okay, so the way the 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 reason why I think so is because it's kind of like uh, the acoustic set for for rappers. You know, they just yeah. sing it with the music in the background without right. the extra noise. And, right, and and there's something about. Uh, that aspect as opposed to seeing him live because uh, when you see him like on the Howard Stern show um, you'll see minor inconsistencies of the song that they have and uh, well not not inconsistencies but it's I don't know what I'm trying to say here it's like uh, it's like they're they're really focused on the song and you know they give you everything instead of catering to the to the crowd Right, so, right. You know, they give you, so um, when you do something like that, it shows how much you care about, how much they care about that one song. It's, you know, they're right sure. in the moment of it, you know. Yeah. That always, um, that always says something to me. Like, when, sure. like, like when you make a song, you're, you're not sure if you really care about the song, uh, you know, a lot. Because I know there's there's got to be some songs that, that artists don't really like to sing live or anywhere else. But uh, this song um, seems to be one of Kalua's favorite songs, you know, because he really took time and, and put in all the effort in, in, into singing that song on, 
sure. on the Stern show. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so um, Destiny's Child. Um, they've been around for a long time now, and they were on a movie called Charlie's Angels. Um, this yeah. was not the Charlie's Angels that that um that Cameron Diaz was, and this was the this was the uh um a different Charlie's Angels. Um, I've never seen this yeah. version before. I I will admit I have seen the first one. Right. Um, I. Did not see the sequel though. Right. I, I think I saw enough in the first one that would lead me to believe the second one probably was not very good. Right. So. right. Well, see, this not for me. This this version was not a part of those movies. Right. So this was a separate um, uh, movie with with a different cast. It had Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella um, Blankska as the as the um, as the angels, and yeah. um, they had a, a a female Bosworth, um, because I guess it, they wanted to make it all female, you know, um, right in the time of um, SJWs. Mm-hmm. So okay, so um, let's see these childs, feminist anthem, independent women, uh, spent a whopping eleven weeks on the Billboard's Top 100 chart. Wow, eleven weeks. Yep. That's a lot. That's what, like four months, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so when it was used as a blockbuster in a blockbuster movie about three other super strong ladies, which is Charlie's Angels. And Charlie's Angels is is a uh, is a trio of females that are kind of like James Bond, right? I guess that you would say that. Am I right? Yeah, they're. They're kind of like spies, um, okay. spies or secret agents. Um, right, so they're kind of like James Bond, right? Sure, yeah. Okay. All right, so the movie synopsis is um, Sabina Wilson, played by Kristen Stewart, uh, Elena Hoagland, which is played by Naomi Muscat, and Jane Kano, which is played by Ella Blankslow, are working for mysterious Charles Townsworth, which is played by Robert <laughs> Clotworthy, uh, whose security is an investigative agency, has expanded internationally with the world's smartest, bravest, and highly most trained women of all time, all over the globe. There are now a team of angels guided by multiple Bosleys taking on the toughest jobs everywhere. Yeah. So I guess this is like a. Like a you, it's, yeah, like you said, it's, it's a spy movie and, a, and an action movie. Um, I'm not really familiar with this film, but I definitely really love uh, Independent Women by Destiny to Child. Um, yeah, I guess that was a, I, 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 I guess that was like, oh, oh, an anthem for women everywhere. Um, yeah, and it's a great song. So it works. For, I mean, it works. I mean, it works works for me. You know, a lot of time. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how about the next, the next one? Yeah. Um, Celine Dion, uh, no stranger to having a hit song when it comes to a movie. Right. Um, <laughs> so Celine Dion, but this uh, this time we're talking about Because You Love Me, uh, which is another great Celine Dion track. Um, fun fact, um, whenever uh, my band was still playing a good bit, and uh, you're familiar with Brian, um, yes, yes. my brother-in-law. So he played bass in the band. He had a, a strap for his guitar that was yellow, and it was a police line, do not cross, right. um, uh, strap that he used to wear. The way he had it adjusted, you know the little adjuster you can slide up and down on those straps? Yes, sir. The way that he had it adjusted made it look like the, his guitar strap said Celine Dion on the front of it and I, we used to give him so much crap about that and uh, like there's Brian with a Celine Dion uh, guitar strap but it, it, it was the funniest thing wait so it, it, it didn't actually say Celine Dion it said <laughs> no it, it said police line do not cross but the way he had it adjusted right across his chest it would say Celine Dion really or look like it said yeah I've yeah. got a picture of it somewhere I'll have to you say gotta, it. you it's hilarious because I'm, I'm so confused right now it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So send me that picture, you know. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so everyone knows Celine Dion's other mega hit from one of the biggest plot lists of all time. But what about this Grammy winning number one hit from a small drama starring Michelle Pfeiffer and one of Hollywood's greatest leading men? Up close and personal is what we're talking about. Yeah. Came out in 1996. Uh, brief synopsis for you. This is a telling of the uh, uh, of, uh, Jessica uh, Savage story, the newswoman who in the ni- uh, 1970s became the first woman anchor. So, go girl. Yeah. Uh, Tally Atwater, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, is taken under the wing of Warren Justice, played by Robert Redford, in a Miami newsroom and becomes a news star on television. Despite her love for Warren, she takes the big chance and moves on to Philadelphia, where he follows her uh, where he follows to rescue her her faltering career at the cost of his own. As she rises, he falls. Mm. So, um, I briefly remember this movie. I can't say that I've seen this one, um, but I remember it. Right. Um, definitely know the song. Um, and, uh, in fact, <laughs> a few uh, a few episodes back on Not Religious, I had a news story about. Christian parents that were convinced that Celine Dion was making satanic clothing for children. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, normally, <laughs> normally for news articles, when I'm reading them, we have like a news, uh, theme song that plays in the background. And, uh, this is the song that I played instead of the news background. Cause I just thought it fit. Right. So, uh, but no, Celine Dion does not make satanic clothing for children. She does not. She does not. That's yeah, a good thing. she does not. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't believe what you hear. Especially on the news. <laughs> the news is it's on, on the news, news, so it's probably crap. Right. But. Right. But um, yeah, this song is this song is like if if one song and one movie ever work together real well, this is it because I'm yeah. sure you would do anything and everything for um, Ali. You're darn right. Right, right. You're, so, you're darn right. So Robert Redford, it seems like he gave up everything to be with her. Yeah. So this song just just works because the yeah. song is called "Because You Love Me," you know. Yeah. And that screams um, uh, greatness in in the movie because whoever came up with with the plot of the movie and this song, it's like 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 like, like a certified genius because. Yeah. I don't know if, if anything else other than the movie than, than the movie we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Um, that that the song and the movie works perfectly together, you know. Yeah. So, and um, the uh, other mega hit was uh, was Titanic's. Um, I can't think of the name. Oh yeah. Um, my heart will go on. Yes. Thank you. I, yeah. I can't believe everyone. Know, everyone knows that one. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't believe if I forgot the name of it. You know, uh, it's all good. Yeah. All good. It seems like it, everyone it, knows it. It seems like it would be embedded in my brain. You know, because that movie, yeah. that song was a monster hit too. Yeah. So, Goo Goo Dolls. Are you familiar? Oh with the band? yeah. Okay. Very man. I love the Goo Goo Dolls. Right. So, um, I'm not sure if they're metal or rock because on some sites they're. they're they're pretty rock. I, I'd, I'd lean more to the to the to the rock category. I, they were very prominent in the nineties, you know. Right. I do uh, too, but, but but on some sites like Wikipedia, Wikipedia is sometimes wrong because anybody can go on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, they say that it's metal, which I I don't think it would be metal. But oh, but, <laughs> so um. Okay, so Lady of Angels in the late in the late nineties, which is ninety eight ninety nine. And even at today in karaoke clubs, the Goo Goo Dolls' infectious yet earnest hit single, um, Iris, was on radio everywhere. Uh, you can't go anywhere without uh, hearing this song again. Yeah. But uh, it appeared, but it first appeared on the soundtrack to the forgettable Nicolas Cage film, City of Angels, 1990. I don't think it was a forgettable film. Or forgettable Nicolas Cage film because it was so good. It had Meg Ryan and uh, <clears throat> and Nicolas Cage. So here's yeah. the synopsis of the of the movie. Uh, Seth, who is Nicolas Cage, as an angel who who accompanies the spirits of the recently dead to the ever after. 
Seth has never been human, and so he never experienced, touched, or tasted anything. Uh, when, when in the hospital, however, he comes across Dr. Maggie Rice, a brilliant heart surgeon who is devoted to a professional and a patient, played by Meg Ryan. Uh, Seth has the power to let himself be seen, but Maggie finds him far too mysterious. Seth also meets some patient Nathaniel, who has news for him. Uh, he once was angel too, like Seth, but he chose a fellow Earth to become human. Seth makes a decision on his future, which does not turn out to be expected. Okay, so let me tell you, tell you some more information about this one. Uh, so, you're right, um, Seth um, is an angel. He meets Meg Ryan's character. And yeah. falls so madly in love with her that he he decides to follow down to Earth and become human because he's angel. Um, because mm-hmm. he wasn't experienced taste and touch and everything else that we that we humans do that angels cannot. Yeah. So uh, you know they fall in love throughout the movie, and I'm going to do a spoiler alert. Uh, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, please uh pass. For a few seconds, but uh, but she dies at the end of the movie. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah, but if you haven't seen the movie, you know, I mean, it's been out since '98. So, but but <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it by now. <laughs> right, if you haven't seen it by now, you're never gonna see it, you know. But yeah. um, yeah. So, uh, he, she dies, and there's, there's no way he can go back to Earth to go back to heaven unless he dies too, which I don't know if he yeah. did or not. So, um, and this song interprets the um, the movie because in the in the song, um, it says I fight something. I he 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 says um, I fight every moment just to see you or touch you, right, or something something along right. those lines. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's perfect for the film too. So I mean, who is who who is ever um, deciding the deciding the music for these? So they're really killing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, um, Iris and Google also are fantastic, fantastic artists. And I hope oh, yeah. we, we, we will talk about them in the near future. Yeah. So. Yeah, they, they were, uh, Google Dolls, they're still around. Yeah, they're still, they're still doing great, man. They still, they put out a few songs within the past, uh, few years that I thought was really good. And, um, I'm a, I'm a huge Google Dolls fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, they came out in the late nineties, right? Or 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 where they came out? In yeah, the like nineties. Yeah, like like mid nineties. Okay. Um, so I think they had a, a hit or two before Iris. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but Iris really put them on the map. That was their breakout hit. Um, they had a few singles before that, but Iris was the one that really just catapulted them into superstardom. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this this next song is a is a fantastic song. I'm I'm gonna let you take this. Hopefully you've seen this movie because I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been I have. It's been a long time, but yeah. I have seen it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Whitney Houston, uh, you're very familiar with this. You and I both know it. Uh, I will yes. always love you. Um. We actually practically about everyone knows it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. And that's and that was you know that was Whitney Houston's signature song, man. Uh. But. A lot of people don't know that that is not originally Whitney Houston's song. Right. Um, it was originally a Dolly Parton song. Right. Um, uh, the country legend Dolly Parton originally recorded in 1973. Um, you know, but the song remains much more memorable um, than the 1992 romantic drama in which it was featured, uh, The Bodyguard. Um, so a pop singer has been receiving threatening notes and her manager hires a bodyguard known for his good work. The bodyguard ruffles the singer's feathers and most of her entourage by tightening security more than they feel is necessary. The bodyguard is haunted by the fact that he was on Reagan's Secret Service staff but wasn't there to prevent the attack by uh, Hinckley. Eventually, the bodyguard and the singer start an affair and she begins to believe his precautions are necessary when the stalker uh, strikes close to home. So yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but I have seen it. Um, I'm very familiar with the Whitney 
Houston track. Uh, I was also one of those people that did not know it was originally a Dolly Parton song. Right, right. So that was news to me. And I think that uh, many pop stars go through this um, uh, being scared for their life because of people stalking them all the time. So I guess that that movie really resounding um, screams the you know a resounding truth to it because I mean. A lot of fans will stalk somebody just because of no reason, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, the bodyguard was played by um, uh, uh, Kurt. No, um, I just mentioned his name. He played the uh, the pop singer was played by Whitney Houston, and the uh, bodyguard was played by um, what's his name, dude. Yep, um, I it, I just drew a I blank just, on it too. I, I can tell you in just a second I here. Said it. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of his greatest films of all time. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, thank you. Oh my God. Yep. I just said the Sorry. Word Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Kevin Costner. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's a fantastic film. Uh, like <laughs> we said before, if you if you haven't seen it, you're probably not going to ever see it again because it's I mean because it's been out since '92. So, yeah. Um. Okay, so we're gonna skip a few songs. Um, if you you know want to want to um, scroll down to patrons me, and we're gonna talk yeah. about Seal's Kiss from a Rose. Oh yeah, dude! This movie. Okay, so this film has seen many superheroes, um, but it was an actor's turn under the direction of Joel Schumacher's that also spawned yeah. Seal's mega hit, mega radio hit, Kiss from a Rose. Uh, this movie, this Ooh, um, yeah. this movie is deemed one of the worst movies that Batman ever done, but it's not the uh, worst. Uh, this this no. Um, no no no. Uh, the Batman we were talking about is Batman Forever, which came out in '95. Or Val Kilmer, yep. Val Kilmer did a did a did a fantastic um, job for what he mm-hmm. had to work with. I mm-hmm. I think that this one had. The Riddler and Two Face, played by um, yeah, Tom, Tommy Lee Jones, and The Riddler, played by um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, thank you. Yeah, so it's uh, this was my introduction to Batman. This was the first Batman movie, really, that I ever saw. Yeah, I now I like the cartoon, uh-huh. uh, the Batman animated series. That's what I got started on. Right. Then I remember this movie coming out when I was little. Um, and I loved it. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't. I didn't uh, know what to compare it to. I right. had never seen the Tim Burton Batman movies until after. Right. Um, to which I was like, "Wow, this is a lot better." But uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. I'll, I'll admit that I loved it, and I loved the song that came from it too. Yes, yes, it's an amazing song. Um, okay, so the synopsis of the movie is: The Dark Knight, Batman from Gotham, confronts the dastardly duo Two Face and Riddler. Formerly District Attorney Harvey Dent, and mm-hmm. which becomes Two Faced, um, believes Batman caused the courtroom accident, which left him disfigured on one side. So he's, so he's Two Faced. Uh, mm-hmm. He has unleashed a reign of terror on the good people of Gotham. Edward Nigma, computer genius and former employee of the billionaire Bruce Wayne, is also a is out to get a diplomatist. As the Riddler, he he perfects the device draining the brain, the, all the brains from Gotham, including Bruce Wayne's knowledge of his other identity, which is Batman. Uh, Batman and or and Bruce Wayne is or are the love focus of Doctor Case Meriden, which I guess it's a poison ivy. Um, Former no, that was so. Uh, that was. Uh, oh man, what's her name? Uh, Nicole Kidman's character. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot she. Yeah. Started in this. Yes, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay, so former circus acrobat Dick Grayson is uh, his his family is killed by Two Face, uh, mm. um, becomes Wayne's ward and Batman's new partner Robin, the Boy Wonder. Yep. Uh, so I'm sorry that you had to see this as your first Batman movie. Um, the best That's Batman. the first one, man. 
The best Batman yep. movie and ever was uh, was uh, Michael Keaton's, and it was always it, it always will be the best Batman movie in my eyes, and in yeah. certain people's eyes. And I just found out that uh, the jo- Nicholas, um, Jack Nicholas, uh, is considered the best Joker ever. He was a very good Joker. Um, I did enjoy uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. I, I really enjoyed Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Right. Um, but it, I, I guess for what you would consider different interpretations of the Joker, they all have strong points. Right. Um, but yeah, Jack Nicholson was great as the Joker. Um, I wish he could have come back in this somehow, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, dude, the song kiss yeah, from a rose. That's amazing. So good. Amazing. Uh, it's one of the first songs I remember liking as a kid, you know, because I liked Batman. I thought the song was really good. Um, I actually had the soundtrack oh, for this movie. Nice. Um, and there is another uh, another song that's on that soundtrack that's really good by U2 uh, called uh, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. Yes, yes. I mean, and, uh, oh, man, that's a good song, too. Um, but that obviously wasn't the, the hit from the soundtrack it was kiss from a rose right. and uh uh seal i feel was already an established singer at this point but oh, yeah. i don't think he's ever had a song that tops kiss from a rose and in fact i remember watching american idol one year and um i think they were getting down to like the end of the season about to determine the winner and uh there's a there's one season where jack black is in the crowd and oh, yeah. he like gets up. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, and he's like making yeah. a fuss because he wanted audition. Right. And so he gets up on stage and he. This is a song he sings. Right. So. <laughs> and and still was in the crowd. He's like, okay, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's um, right. But uh, the song "Kiss from Rose" um, really um, expressed the love that Bruce Wayne had for Doctor Chase Meriden, yeah. which is played by Nicole Kidman. Um, yeah. Not. Um, Poison Ivy, which is a, which was in the next movie that in the follow up. Talk about that was which a, is even worse than Batman Forever. Yes, because of George Clooney. So I, th- I heard Dude, he's, the whole movie. I heard I heard he's still apologizing for that movie to this day. Yeah, which it's he should. Atrocious. Which he should do. Yeah. That, so, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. So still, Kiss from the Rose is a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie for some. Or others, it's a you know hit or miss movie. Uh, yeah. So, so, but check it out. Uh, this is not the this is not the worst Batman movie. You know, so check it out. This yeah. is Batman Forever. Yeah. So, do you want do you want to tackle our our last song? Yeah, I'll take the last one here. All right. Great, great. Um, this is yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, bear me one second here. Get my note pulled up here. All right. So, Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. Mm. Everyone knows that song. Everyone knows that song. Um, so who could forget this quintessential 80s movie uh, containing one of the film's most iconic closing scenes when the actor raised his fist as the powerful teen anthem played through the credits. Don't you forget about me was one of the Simple Minds' biggest hits thanks to this rocker uh, who passed on uh, recording it. So the movie, uh, The Breakfast Club, um, very iconic 80s movie, Came out in 1985. Yeah, it's good, man. It's really good. So, uh, brief synopsis. Um, Beyond being in the same class as Shermer High School in Shermer, Illinois, Claire Standish, Andrew Clark, John Bender, Brian Johnson, and Allison Reynolds have little in common. And with the exception of Claire and Andrew, do not associate with each other in school. In the simplest and in their own terms, Claire is a princess, Andrew is an athlete, John is a criminal, Brian is a brain, and Allison is a basket case. <laughs> but one other thing they do have in common is a nine-hour detention in the school library together on Saturday, March 24th, 1984, under the direction of Mr. Vernon, supervising from his office across the hall. Each is required to write a minimum of 1,000-word uh, 1, essay during that time about who they think they are. Uh, at the beginning of those nine hours, each, if they were indeed planning on writing that essay, would probably write something close to what the world sees of them and what they have been brainwashed into believing of themselves. So exactly that, like the end of the movie comes and the guy 
like he's on. I think he's on a football field or something. He throws his fist up in the air. It's like a a, a, a freeze frame, and uh, mm-hmm. everyone knows it. Yeah, you know, and uh, oh, such a good song. I think great song. I think in each one of those um, characters, we, uh, that each each human being has has a little bit of uh, has a little bit of um, um, that ha- has a little bit of um, you know craziness. Uh, that's yeah. the case. Um, Jack right. Kind of. I mean, if 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 they were a Jack, or you might think you're a Jack. Or you might be a, a um, uh, like like a like a smart smart dude and uh, yeah. so it it resonated to people that that no matter who you are, um, you know, just yeah. just think about who you see and nothing else matters, you know. Right. So that's that's my take of it. You know. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a very, it's a relatable movie uh, for a lot of people. Right. Because you can you can find someone to identify with. Oh yeah, totally, totally, yeah. And and the song really works together because I guess they in a movie they've been through so much in one day. Um, yeah. The movie the the song is "Don't You Forget About Me." So I guess. Yeah. You know who knows what happened after the movie? You know. Who knows, man? They never did anymore. So. Right, which is odd. We will never know. Yeah, which is odd because. They've all grown old now, and I guess I I don't I don't know if yeah. Um, I mean, John, I kind of love John Benger's character. Um, you know, he yeah. played the, uh, the the criminal or yeah or the bad guy. You know, and right? And and he um um really stood out to me the most. Um, you know, because of his performance. So. Yeah. Sorry, the dumpster is beside me again. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm okay, everyone. Okay. I'm good. okay. Good. So, um, he just—he always likes to come up while we're recording these. So. Oh no. Okay. Well, that's fine. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's all okay. But I—I'm safe and sound. <laughs> you're you're safe. You're good. Safe okay. and sound. All yep. right. Cool. Cool. All right. So that's been episode eleven. Uh, movies with hit songs. Um, we hope you enjoyed this one. Um, I do have the next uh, subject for next week if you want to know about that. Um, yeah, what are, what are we going to do? Grunge. Woo! Grunge music is Good. my favorite kind of music ever. And there's yeah. four or no, there's five bands that revolutionized the whole yeah. genre. So we're going to go deep in that subject and we hope that you will tune in next week about it. Um, so, um, like I said, this has been episode 11. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, give us a rating or, or a, a comment. You know, leave, leave us a five-star five star review. Uh, comment about what you like to how we can improve it better. Um, so, that's it, and we'll see you next week, y'all. Yep. Later, guys. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.